0: everyone, welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Smile, Squarespace, and Zombies Run. I'm Simone Rochefort a video producer at Polygon.com, and I am joined by Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat and candidate for... Shoot, is it the Senate or the House? The House, right? House, house, House. Oh my God,
1: I would not run for the Senate. That's that's too gutsy for me. That's, that's real that's serious. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: candidate for President, Brianna Wu. Sorry, a candidate for the House. <laughs> uh, house of Representatives, Brianna Wu, and Senior Writer at Gizmodo and Fondler of the Nintendo Switch, Christina uh, Warren. You, <laughs> which is just, know, I we're going to open sad. hard.
2: Go hard, go home.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, go hard and then go home.
2: I was wearing my Nintendo vans, of course, because you have to. I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) um, I bought those over the like in the spring as as soon as Vans came out with that series of like classic like Nintendo. Like I have like Mario um, sandals, like flip flops, and then I had you know the uh, the high tops. And uh, a a guy at Nintendo who's like showing me Zelda, he was like complimenting my kicks. I was like,
0: Oh my god, wow! (laughs) You double made Um, it. I
2: double made it, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, okay, like, Christina, you were there. Um, Like, should we do, like, a rundown on what the Switch was and why it was announced, Simone? And then, like, get Christina's, like, thoughts on it?
0: Sure. So uh, the Switch event happened last Thursday, and it was followed by the event on Friday, which Christina went to. Basically, they ran down all the, in a very dry uh, (laughs) but also kind of funny press conference, all the specifications that we've been waiting so long to find out. So, like, the... 720p touchscreen uh, 32 gigabytes of memory and the launch games that are happening for it the functionality of the controllers um, and the functionality of the console itself so for example um one of the, it has three game modes that you can play in it can be hooked up to a tv with a dock via hdmi you can play it in a handheld mode with the controllers uh the um oh my god, the name of them, Joy-Con. Joy-Con controllers attached to the sides, or you can pull out a kickstand and put it on the table, detach the Joy-Con controllers and play you know, two-player or single-player single in tabletop mode. Um there about there were about a billion things those, those i think were some of the big ones we got a launch price of 299 um and yeah. we got some launch titles including a new ip called Arms which is like a boxing game if i if i sound kind of meh on this it's because i my my feelings are coming through on the launch titles um mm-hmm. but yeah um and it's mm-hmm. some slim
1: pickings it, it is, is real some slim. Pickings. Real slim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think
0: a, one of the things uh for me that is most interesting about this is just how many configurations it has physically and the way the controllers function which you Christine I think could speak to best since you actually held them. So yeah. they can be hooked up into a base and in that in that way they look more more like a normal gamepad like you would have for PlayStation or Xbox or they can be detached in these kind of like almost half moon Shapes. Um, each yeah, Joy-Con kind of, is very small. It's kind of nunchuck. It's kind of Wii U nunchuck yeah, yeah, Nunchuckish, nunchuck-ish. Um, flat on one side, curved on the other, and not a, not a lot of button, not a lot of inputs. But then again, you n- don't necessarily need that many.
2: Did you find the controllers uncomfortable? I did not except I, – I found them very comfortable actually and mm-hmm. and I would actually say the input when you are – when it's in like the, the Joy-Con grip, I would actually say you have about a, the same amount of buttons that you would have on, on an Xbox or, or a mm, PlayStation I was referring control. to when they're halved. Yes. When, yeah. they're halved, when they're halved, it's, it's a different scenario. Um, I think that when you were holding a single one in each hand vertically, uh, it's fine. I think when you hold it horizontally, uh, that's when it becomes very uncomfortable. So that's when you're basically – it's like the size – uh, uh, uh steven Sotillo of kotaku did um a great size comparison of, of how big stuff was and he like compared the size of the joy con controller to um a game boy advanced micro if you guys remember that i do. and the, the gba micro was adorable but it was super tiny and like this is actually smaller <laughs> than the game boy micros Ooh. gamepad Ooh. so so what i found when i was playing the 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 Sonic game that they have, um, which is very basic, but it was fun. Um, the main way of playing that, like uh, at, at, during the demo, was um horizontally with a Joy-Con controller. So, it in in my my left thumb started to hurt. Like I it, it it was already starting to hurt and I have very small hands. Having said that, if you were holding it, you know, uh kind of like Nunchuck style, like from the original Wii, um in in your hand vertically, then it was completely comfortable. It was very Ooh. it was it was completely fine. So, um is it serviceable? Does it work if you want to use it in, in in that uh horizontal mode? I mean, totally. And and I could totally see for if you wanted to do some two player like Mario Kart action or or a fighting game or something else, that in a pinch that would totally work. Um, I wouldn't want to spend hours playing Mm -hmm. a game that way.
0: I have to say the whole configuration of it, this is such a Nintendo thing, and I feel like only Nintendo could pull off something (sighs) that is so cohesive in so many form factors. It's really impressive, and it definitely when looking at the each using each Joy-Con horizontally as a separate controller. I looked at that and I was like, that does not look comfortable. But the together in the grip, they look fine, and attached to the the Switch itself when it's undocked, it looks yes yeah, fine. fine.
2: Yeah, and it feels fine, and it actually feels good. I would say in the grip, it's actually I was I was remarkably impressed with how comfortable it was. Mm-hmm. Um, one disappointing thing, uh, when we were talking about pricing with the grip, we, this came out after the fact. The grip that it comes with in the box doesn't charge. So what? Yeah, so if you want to buy the grip that has like the the built-in charger to to charge the things, like while it you know to be able to plug it in and and. uh charge the the controllers you've got to spend like an extra 30 dollars and this is a whole
0: like other can of worms that we're opening here because the um to buy so you get two joy cons in the box which is great because that means you can play two-player games to get one more it's 50 bucks to get a two-pack it's 80 bucks and that's a lot
2: it's a lot 80 dollars for a controller yeah yeah, and, for- and, and 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 I don't know if that price includes the Joy-Con grip or not. Meaning the I charging believe station or it not? It does not. Uh, I yeah, want to say so- it does not. I will double check while you're talking. Okay, but- d- d- double check on that because yeah, I mean that's the thing is that the pricing. I think this is where I'm I'm a little bit concerned, especially with the launch titles. I. Uh, look, if, if you read my, my hands-on that I wrote for Gizmodo, I mean, I said this thing is a ton of fun and it did remind me a ton of playing the Wii, which was mm-hmm. really important. Like, it reminded me a lot more of the Wii than the Wii U, which is very much needed. But I am a little concerned about the price at $300. Um, I was hoping that it would be 250 and that 300 would be like a deluxe package. I think 300 you know, that means they're literally going right up at, against the price for the Xbox One and and um, X and, and and the, you know, um, P PS4, And that's a problem, I think, uh, for people who, are, who don't already have those platforms. I mean, anybody who's looking for a secondary console who isn't a huge Nintendo fan, I think, might be turned off by the price. And anybody who doesn't have a console already and is looking, you know, unless they really love the Nintendo stuff, I think it's it's going to be difficult to kind of make the case from a pure specs perspective. And I know that's not what Nintendo's about. I get that. And, and you know, they have a very unique value prop in that in, in their original IP, but I still think the price of $300 seems a little high, um, yeah. especially when you're talking about how much those extra controllers cost. Having said that I do. Once I learned all the, the, like guts and and the cool tech that's in those Joy-Con controllers, I understand the price a little bit more. Like the the right controller has um like a, like a built in like camera sensor and they have NFC built in and they have you know these vibration stuff. Like there's a lot of high tech stuff built into those controllers that. I understand why the price is what it is, mm-hmm. but I think when you take everything in aggregate, and it seems like they are sort of nickel and diming on, you know, like charging, you know, uh, grip for for the controller, so that you don't have to have it on the stand to charge, uh, you know, on, on on the dock, you know, charging. That that be, that that coupled with like the higher price makes me go, oh come on, Nintendo! You don't have to nickel and dime over every little thing um, when you're already coming out late, underpowered, and and frankly, you know, priced. Um, ahead of everybody else. I have an
0: update on that, which is that the Joy-Con, the uh, $80 pack does not come with the charging grip, and the charging uh, grip
2: is an
1: additional $30. Jesus. Yeah, that's uh, it's a very Nintendo thing to do. They don't charger uh, include a charger with the new 3DS, I was which is say, kind of a right? like pain. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, that's awful. You know, awful. they did increase the price, uh, if I recall correctly, of the controllers this generation on Xbox One and PS3, uh, PS4, up to sixty dollars each. That's true. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did. I don't know. Um, You know, I had to replace my Wii U uh, display controller, which was hyper expensive. So, I mean, I can stomach $80. And, you know, for this, it's going to be so perfect for Mario Party. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what the Nintendo is for in your house, right? It's for like, I'm married to someone who's not a serious gamer at all, but you know, he can play Mario party. He can play smash, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm okay with paying $80 for that. I wish the, the charging thing would come with it because the people that are going to want this are the people least likely to actually charge their stuff. Like it's such a Nintendo move. Well, I mean, (laughs) if you're
0: just playing with Frank, you might not even necessarily need to pay that $80 because if you just each, you take one joy con, I,
1: yeah. No. That, no. Yeah.
2: Bree's gonna need to have her own controller. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs>
1: come on. Come on. Um, I'm not going to touch something Frank has touched. Like, that'd that's be gross. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but yeah. I mean. But you're right. I mean. This. This. The whole concept of the system really is kind of a, a group system. And I mean, it'd be fine for one player. You could have a blast by yourself. But I think the fact that. It is nice that out of the box, you literally do have a two-player experience if you want and, and, and a portable two-player experience with that when you're in tabletop mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's, you know, really, really cool. I mean, obviously for people, you know, who, like me, who are like older millennials who like totally grew up with the Nintendo and love it and like have like nostalgia feels and totally want to kind of recapture that, I could see, you know, spending the money that way. But I could even see people who are my age who have children, you know their kids might be into ip from other things but this would be a cool con this would be something that would be fun to buy and then you know throw in the back seat and let your kids you know have two player games. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I have to ask like the the display itself that's in it with when you're in, you know, mobile handheld yeah. mode. You know, something I hate about the Wii U is I have a very nice television and then I go to my Wii U and it's this washed out, terrible, horrible, you know, display that's built into it. Is it have they upgraded that at all? Yes. is like the display it's passable?
2: It's very passable. So it's okay. 720p and and it looked very good you know it was it 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 was it was crisp it was bright um it was very immersive it was not like the Wii U's display because that that was always a problem with the Wii U's display even though I think that was was that also 720p uh I don't
1: don't know
2: yeah I don't even know what the resolution of that was but it definitely looked better and I mean I was playing Mario Kart I was playing some other games on it too but Mario Kart was one of the big ones and and that was like more than, more than passable immersive, you know, it was the screen is, is 6.2 inches. So it's bigger than your phone screen. Um, and, and when you have it, you know, in that horizontal mode, um, it, I, I think it's a good size. It, it hmm. doesn't feel too heavy in the hand. It's certainly not going to be portable the same way that like a 3DS or even a 3DS XL is. Uh, but it's certainly something you could like you know take with you. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, the the what was it the before the Vita? What was it? The PlayStation Go? Uh, the, uh, PSP. PSP. the PSP. PSP. Yes. Yeah, PSP. It kind of reminded me of that, but but obviously a bigger a bigger version. So um, the GamePad is 854
1: by 480. So
2: okay. So yeah. <laughs> so, so so it's a higher resolution than. At. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean it. It yeah, the, the, I I uh, I presume that what we were using will be you know final hardware and or at least very close to it. Uh, the screen quality seemed just fine. Um, okay. Excellent. So that's good.
1: So I mean, we've got to talk about the launch titles because yeah. it is it's it's Oof. this is the biggest disaster for them. Before it's not we even before like, we go to that, yeah, can I actually? Yeah.
0: So one of the biggest complaints I've seen, hardware wise, is. Uh, Thirty-two gigs of storage, right? And I know that uh, Breath of the Wild apparently takes up a hefty uh, so it, it uses memory cards, um, much like or cartridges, really much like consoles of old and Breath of the Wild takes up a hefty amount of storage on it. Do you, I I initially didn't think that 32 gigs would be a problem because, I mean, Nintendo, I feel like Nintendo's pretty good at optimizing. Like, they make their own hardware and they make their own games. They have to be good at it. But do you, now I'm a little more concerned about it, and are you guys also concerned?
2: (laughs) I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I think that, it might be. I mean, I think it depends, and and we still don't know a lot about if it's going to let you offload stuff. You know, if you're going to need to have your cartridges, which are basically just little micro SD cards. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're little flash, you know, storage devices. Um, I think you know you have those with you if you're going to travel with it or or whatnot. But I think in a lot of cases, you're probably if you're if you're going from place to place with it, you probably um, are you know wanting to play one or two games. I, I'm not overly concerned. Would it be nice to have more storage? Sure. Uh, would it be you know something that i think especially you would have been a little bit more in the dock or whatever sure, but i'm I'm personally not overly
1: concerned. Okay. I'm deeply concerned about that I' okay. <laughs> glad you asked yeah yeah. Well, okay, so like with the Wii u, you know, I will do anything to not go to gamestop like right. anything, so I have a lot of digital titles, and you know I bought the most maxed out Wii, and i I have to tell you, Christine, I'm a reasonably bright person. But, you know, I went through three different hard drives before finding one that would actually work with my Wii U. Mm -hmm. And typing stuff into Amazon, like, we oh, yeah, compatible call. hard drive. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it was, it's like, it was so quirky with it not being able to read the power. And eventually like I ended up getting an icy dock, like a, you know, the one that you would yeah. use to like hook a, a hard drive up to your computer, like this self-powered thing with a nine pin uh, power <laughs> switch that's separate. And I've right. got that hooked up to my TV because it will not run anything that's like a normal USB connector into it. It's been an absolute disaster trying okay. to do that. Well,
2: now I'm worried too. So, because I <laughs> well, haven't thought about all well, this, now I also I'm worried have too. to
1: say, like Nintendo's internal copy utility, like go read the the like message boards about that because it's a disaster. If you're trying to move from storage to you know, your external storage thing, it crashes half the time. It will lose all your game data. They have never fixed it. So I am like, Whatever the Uh, highest gig version of it is they sell, that's what I'm going to buy, and they could charge 10 times more for storage, (laughs) and I would buy that the official version because it was such a bad experience on Wii U. I'm so sorry to hear
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so so now I am actually concerned. But yeah, no, I think... Uh, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I guess part of the reason I'm not as concerned, and I hadn't really been thinking about this. I just they gave very little details on what their online service is going to be, and I've just already come to the conclusion that the online service is going to be a complete ish show, and yeah. is is, is going to be terrible. Really, Nintendo so- <laughs> ruining an online service? What are you exactly. talking about? Right, right. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm shocked, shocked. Right. Um. Yeah. No. I I have I have absolutely no like expectations that that when it launches as a pay service will be worthwhile so i'm already looking at that i'm like well that's already broken it was also kind of scary to me that they didn't mention anything about virtual console yeah
0: yes oh yes that was a big hole in the the conference yeah that
2: was was a little bit of a problem i was like um guys uh please (laughs) please look at your success please and, and and see that um everybody's Really excited. Look at the sales um, numbers for the NES class. It, and my that's what I'm my saying. producer
0: literally turned to me. I, I was like writing diff- a script, like a spec script. Like, these are different things that we could say about it. And I had a version for if the virtual console was included, if it wasn't, if we hadn't confirmed yet. And my producer reading it turned to me and was like, if they don't include the virtual console, my life has no <laughs> meaning. And I was like, it's
2: for yeah, real. That's fair <laughs> I mean, completely. Because, yeah, because at that point, what are you doing? What are you doing, fam? Like for real, Nintendo? What are you doing? Um, that was honestly the one wait, kind of wait, thing,
1: Simone. I have to say, weren't you telling us on Rocket the other day you weren't that into original Nintendo games? I'm not, so, but I do. Oh, th- I think it's silly. Oh, <laughs> I think it's silly okay. if they don't include
0: because, like, look at the sales for the NES. Like that's a huge thing. They've made a point of being good about backwards compatibility historically with every console that they've released they've had a window where they'll release the games on both of the consoles they make them available they make older games available on new consoles i think it's important even if i not i don't freaking care about contra 2 or whatever i think that it's important that we have access (laughs) to old games on new consoles so that they don't freaking go extinct There, Uh, yes, that is my statement on that.
1: It's (laughs) called Super C, not Contra 2. Just just putting that out there. Just putting that out there.
0: Address Uh, your hate mail to (laughs) Simone at at (laughs) mymiddlefinger.com Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) Wow,
2: Wow. Simone. Damn. Damn. Wow. Wow. There, there There were a number of things that were sort of concerning that they didn't mention. Like, they didn't talk about what the resolution is on the TV. And then they confirmed to IGN that it was 1080p. But then today, The Verge reported that that Zelda's going to be 900p. Now, I'm not going to get that out of shape about, like, the resolution for certain games and capabilities and this and that. Because, again, it's not a spec console. But the fact that these things aren't yet available and yet people are, like, being asked to pre-order and spend $300 and, like, you can't even pre-order them anymore from Amazon or other places... It is one of those things that as much fun as I had with it and as much as I'm like, I'd totally buy one. I'm like, huh, I kind of wish we had these details and kind of wish I had more information about some of the stuff that's going to work with this and not work with this before I, I give you my money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You gave you them their, your money, didn't you, though? I actually didn't because oh. um, I was in at the event. Oh, you couldn't. They stopped you. They stopped <laughs> me. I couldn't do it. So, and then by that time everything was over. So I'm probably gonna have to order from GameStop or something. Like, right. Later so on let's then, anyway.
0: talk launch games because, as you mentioned, Marie, yes. there's kind of a dearth of them. Oh. Uh, kind of. We've kind of. I'm I'm hedging. I I already made a big old sharp statement. I I have to go back to hedging my words now. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a dearth of launch games. Yeah, uh, and including. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Zelda is coming in fall, right?
1: No, or, Zelda's no, launch. It is launch. Yeah, okay. Zelda's, Zelda is Zelda launch Zelda's the only game at launch that the, one is, the only yeah. is it Mario Kart
0: yeah. that's coming in fall? No, or, no, uh, no it's no, Super Mario, Mario, Mario Odyssey.
2: M- Super Mario Odyssey is, is fall. Um, Mario Kart Deluxe is um, April 28th, so it's, it's, it's a month wow. and a half after.
0: They're not even re-releasing Mario Kart uh, 8, launch. a game, which I do love and enjoy it's great at no, launch and,
2: and it'll have new dlc and like all kinds of other stuff like that looks like it'll be a great game honestly that's probably the only one reason i'm probably gonna not buy it on launch day for because i Mario have, kart it's 8 mario is kart
0: brilliant yeah i'm actually and honestly, very excited
2: to play mario kart
0: 8 on this um actually i have a question for you related to that so during the stream they made a big show of do demoing I, taking the switch out of its dock and converting it to tabletop mode while people were playing mario kart um yeah it, but they, we, we couldn't actually see because the way that their camera was set up, we could just see the game capture, not the actual like how long it took for the footage to show up back on the screen, if the game was paused, etc. During that, did they show you yeah. the transfer process?
2: Yeah, they did, and in fact, I was able to do it during Zelda and during oh, cool. Mario Kart, and oh. it was and 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 uh, the Switch aspect, I have to say, was very impressive. So during good, Zelda, good, good. for instance, like it was actually part of the demo. They're like, "Hey, now go ahead and lift this out, and what it'll do basically is when you um, unhook, you know the the, the Joy Cons from their grip or whatever, you hook it to the side of um, the Switch in its dock, and then you lift out, and it pauses the game for you as soon as the controllers are no longer attached. Mm. So. You know, you don't have to worry about your your game going anywhere. You lock it in and then you pull it out, and it's maybe a second and then it shows up. And then the same thing is the reverse when you want to dock it back again. It's maybe a second before you see it on your TV and it's completely seamless. So it's not like the Wii U, which could kind of take a while and and was clunky. It's very much a seamless, like, in and out process of it's on your TV, it's in your hand. And it was one of those things um, for our video. Of kind of showing off the process, I had to do it about fifteen times, uh-huh. and uh, and this was you know on on display units that had um, like things attached to them, you know, so that people couldn't run off and steal them, and so. It it was a clunkier experience than you would have in real life. And it still was very seamless. Like it was a very quick process. I have to say the switch part of the switch was the most impressive thing to me. I was, I was kind of expect, I was afraid. I was like, Oh, is this going to be a delay? Is this going to be a problem? There was no problem at all with going from one mode to the other. Nice.
1: That's really impressive because that's where Nintendo usually blows it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I want to talk about the launch titles because this is this is what really concerns me. You know, Zelda. Yeah, you know, I like Zelda. I'll definitely buy it for Zelda. But you know, you're basically we're going to be waiting till summer for the next really big game to come out, which is Splatoon two. Yep. And you know, like uh, they can throw in a few of these. I mean, just like piddly games in the meantime. If you're relaunching Super Street Fighter 2 HD and your big new feature is like a palette swap, like controller, yeah. modified Ken and Ryu. Oh, but they're um, that fun. Game-
2: in a sure. retro mode, okay, but yeah, no,
1: you're sure. you're not I mean, wrong. You're not
2: wrong. I, I'm, but, I'm being sarcastic. Well, did but they fix fun.
1: the? Did they fix the? You know, the graphics for an HD version are atrocious. I mean, I don't know if you guys have played it as much as I have, but like the fact that they're bringing that out. It, it was just stunning to me because, like Nintendo for the Wii, got uh, you know some uh, really great fighting games in at the very last of it. You know, it was uh, you know games that really rivaled Marvel versus Capcom in quality by by Capcom. And now they're going back to like bringing out a eight year port of Street Fighter. It, yeah. it's just it's it's really concerning that that's what they've got lined up. No, mm-hmm. totally. The
2: fa- I agree with you on that. I mean, I think it's it you know that the game. It's it's a ported. It's old. It was still fun. I had a, I had a blast oh, playing it. Yeah, but um, but 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 the fact that I that a lot of the games that I saw out there was you know, just Dance Five, and yeah. okay, that's fun, but that's not really what you want to kind of see at, at at a launch title. Although it's a fun game, and you see Street Fighter, and you see an old Sonic game, you know, where they they have like a new board and some new stuff, but it's basically old school Sonic, and you have like a new Tetris game, which is like a mashup of like Tetris and Doctor Mario. And you have some other stuff, and you're like, okay, um, where are my bigger games? You know, yeah. where 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 are my bigger titles? Um, I mean, obviously, Zelda's huge, Mario Kart, even though that's essentially a port. Um, it, it's an updated version, and that's fun. The new Mario game will be fun, but yeah, I think you're right. It's it it's kind of a concern. Where, where are your big titles? Um, and um, I, you know, the fact that they're they have this this one two Switch game, which is just a bunch of mini games, hella fun, uh, milking a, virtually milking a cow. Is a blast, guys. <laughs> and, and there's a video of me doing it for the internet to see. Um, but, you know, but these are these are things that, I mean, but, the, but that that frankly should be a packet, and that shouldn't be a separate game. You know, that's like yeah. eSports. Like, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm a little concerned that we're not seeing... Uh, Splatoon 2 is obviously a big deal, and that was really fun. Yeah. But it is concerning that that's not a launch title, and it's not even out in spring, that it's not out until the summer. And to be honest, what I've
0: seen of Splatoon 2 does... I love I love the original Splatoon. The sequel looks identical, and yep. I watch gameplay to it. The gameplay looks identical, and I I don't know. It it doesn't make me super pumped for it. it. It makes me optimistic, I guess, that you know they're keeping that online community alive, and maybe we'll have more fun with Splatoon on this new system. But I don't know what in what ways they're really innovating there. Besides like a, new weapons, yay! I don't really care. Uh, the fact that 1-2-Switch is not a pack-in is S- so stupid. deeply yeah. Yeah. ridiculous. Like, this... This is a system that has a form factor, like, nothing. it's familiar in some ways, like, it's familiar to the Wiimote, it's familiar to the gamepad, but it isn't those things. It's a whole new, right. different thing. And it needs something, it needs some kind of bundled thing, like, Agreed. um, God, what was the Wii U? It was Wii Sports. No, it was yeah. Nintendo Land.
1: Nintendo, Nintendo Land for right. the Wii yeah. U oh, yeah. was
0: fantastic. It was a ton of fun minigames. It was a pack-in. I played a lot of that probably as much as I played Mario Kart 8 because those games were fun and it was a great way to just show off oh this is what the console can do mm-hmm. and I don't know it's it's strange that they have that sort of that's you know mini games of like tilting the joy cons or doing gestures with them things like that but it's yeah. set, you have to pay money for it and it's these right. aren't games with progression these aren't games no. with really yeah. interesting deep layered mechanics it's it's, yeah, yeah, it's just mini games.
2: It's you... it's, a, it's it's a pack in game, and it is weird that it's not being sold as a pack in. I mean, look, my gut tells me that at Christmas they're going to have a deluxe, or they're gonna they're gonna slash the price, and it's going to be three hundred dollars for mm-hmm. you know the the controller that has the charging stand and has one two switch. Like honestly, that's what my gut tells me is that there's no way that we're going to get to Christmas and they're not going to be packing that in. But for the initial buyers, it does seem a little ridiculous mm-hmm. that this game that is the perfect representation of how to use these Joy-Con controllers and, and and they are totally new types of controllers. I mean, you know, you can use them in the traditional ways but like I said, they've got these sensors in them, they've got you know, this rumble functionality, they've got this cool stuff inside them that really does make them unique and different and the the game that right now, other than ARMS, that is probably showing that off the best is 1-2-Switch. But you're right. There's not a progression with that. That's a really fun group activity game. Um, that's why I was comparing it to Wii Sports. Like, it's a really fun game to play against other people. And it's a really good way of getting a sense of the system and getting a sense of, of how these controllers work. But if you're not going to have that included, like, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Gathering, it just – it blend... really seems – oh, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say – Gather your yeah.
0: conclusions about the Nintendo Switch. Cool. But while I tell the people that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Smile and the whole PDF Pen family of apps. Which is a suite of awesome application, a sweet suite, suite, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> of applications that let you edit PDFs like a pro on all of your devices. PDF Pen is available for Mac OS and iOS. I slurred that all together, and I apologize. I'll tell you again, PDF Pen is available for Mac OS and iOS, where it joins PDF Pen Scan Plus in its its wonderful little family, family of apps. PDF Pen for macOS is the ultimate PDF editing tool. It is the Swiss Army knife for tackling PDFs. It contains the the it contains the pens, the pens that you need to sign things, to date things, to check things off, to add things. It's do, it does it does wild stuff. You can edit PDFs like you've never freaking dreamed of editing PDFs, although maybe you have dreamed of editing PDFs if you know what I'm saying. It also now includes touch bar support if you've got your new MacBook Pro. A whole new way to interact with PDFs with your fingers. Thank you. Thank you. And PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone gives you control of PDF editing on your mobile devices. You get that document that you need to sign. You're on the train. You're like... You have service in this scenario. You're like, oh, I'm going to download that right now, and I'm just sign it sign it on my phone. What? What? Because I have PDF pen for my iPad or my iPhone. It's awesome. Easy. Send it right back. You're done. With these awesome tools at your disposal, you'll be able to break the cycle, the endless cycle of scanning, printing, signing, even the faxing, fa- f- fixing, faxing. Fa- what, what's that word? What's that word mean? Is there some kind of machine that's like a fax machine? <laughs> Embrace <laughs> your paperless lifestyle. Do away with tediousness. Add text graphics or signatures to PDFs. Even make corrections to PDFs. You can do it with PDF Pen. And PDF Pen Scan Plus for iOS gives you the power of OCR when you're away from your desk and your scanner. Scan receipts. Get those reimbursements from your boss scan mm-hmm. things stay on top <laughs> of your bank account if you want to find out more about the PDF pen family of apps go to smilesoftware.com/ rocket once again that is smilesoftware.com/ rocket <laughs> thank you so much smile for your support of this show and relay Fm
1: Yes, yeah, so about somewhere there's an ad read and it's 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 encased in a stone and <laughs> generations of children have tried to come pull it out of the stone. Yeah, and you are the person huh? that was destined to come do that. Like this is this the is one, what you're. Yeah, Moses the and comes and future, down from the mountain completely. With two ad no, reads you, you, and you're, you're,
2: you're you're the once and, and, and future ad reader. It's yes. fantastic.
1: Yes. So so what I was going to say is, um, you know, it, for me, from a technical perspective, it seems really clear that Nintendo had this hardware sitting around and is, you know, it, it's really clear that they panicked at some point and brought this out before the games were ready. Because look at the games, like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, a Wii U title, yep. Mario Kart 8. Wii U title, title, you know, Splatoon 2, you know, this is Probably very clearly a Wii the Wii U title, but it's just some level packs and some new weapons that they threw in. Like, it's what it looks like to me so far. I mean, it's really apparent to me that, you know, the the continuing failure of the Wii U, like, caused them to jump the gun uh, and bring this out to market. So, you know, I hope it works out for them. But you know the games have to be there, and you know it's like you said. There's there's not a lot of value proposition for me to race out and buy this. Now I'm going to, but right. I just don't know why they didn't bring Smash. Like Smash is the most obvious fit for this. I agree. Ever. Mm-hmm. This yeah. this
2: this this is a system that is literally made for Smash, especially yeah. since they are. Kind of touting in some ways in, in their ad campaign, you know, the esports thing, although they didn't mention it once, you know, you could conceive that they're the fact that you can do eight, you know, um, multi, you know, eight, eight against eight, you know, multiplayer, eight of these things can be connected. And so that's really cool. Um, you could see that they could really kind of get into that. And and uh, Smash would be the perfect title for this. Like this at least port perfe-
0: Smash for for Wii U. I mean, exactly. I guess they did include Wii U right in the title of that one. Really shot yourself in the foot there. Smash <laughs> Nintendo Smash Brothers for Wii U for Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, no, totally. But yeah, I mean, you're you're dead on. I mean, I, I'm I'm so with you, uh, Bree. I think that they had this in the works. They were not – you wonder if they weren't expecting the the bottom to fall out of Wii U the way that it did. And then they yeah. kind of were rushed forward. But then at the same time, I look at that and I go, God, if they'd waited longer, you know, this hardware – And again, I don't want to get caught up on the spec thing because it's not about specs, and I understand that. But it still is going to be something that people consider. You know, the hardware they're using the older, you know, NVIDIA chipset, and that's that's understandable. They've had this in the works for a while. But it's like God, if they'd waited longer, this thing would look even more outdated Mm -hmm. compared to everything else. And and I know that it it doesn't matter per se, but you just you kind of are are curious. I don't know. I I said last week, you know, I thought that third parties, if they show up or not, will be you know, key to this thing, and I, and I stand by that, and I was at least excited to see third parties there. It just was disappointing that there weren't any bigger titles, and even the first-party stuff we saw, you know, the biggest one is going to be Mario Odyssey, and that's, like, the fall. I mean, Honestly, that's probably Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a weird concept, too. Well, it's a really weird concept. I mean, concept. You, you mentioned that
2: um,
0: clearly the Switch has been in development for some time. There have been rumors about it forever. The, the hardware yeah, itself looks... to me it looks interesting it looks like well thought out where why were they not investing at that same time in software i brie you might have an insight to this since you develop software as to like why why there was i guess nintendo surely can set aside a division of people and pay them to get things out more things in the launch window of the switch itself and we've got like a list of 20 Assorted things, some third-party things, and then, like, the barrel scrapings of Nintendo's franchises...
1: I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I'm sure it's going to come out. We're going to hear about it soon. Um, you know, just, just so you know, like, behind the scenes, like, this is a completely different architecture inside the Switch than the Wii U. So, you know, if you're going to bring games over, you mm-hmm. either, and I'm vastly oversimplifying here, but you either have to, like, rewrite it to work with the new, you know, parts of the hardware, you know, right. uh, like the graphics inside of it, or you have to put it through a translation layer. You know, now translation layer mm-hmm. is not going to work out well, but it's it's not a, it's a very time intensive thing to like adapt these games and bring it over. If you don't want like your hardware to run it, you know, like a Mac, like too hot and <laughs> underpowered. Right. So, you know, um, it, I have no doubt that's going to come out. In fact, my theory about why we didn't get Smash unveiled with this is they're probably working on that, mm. and I think it will be announced sometime at the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. I, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about, uh, yeah, you I know, forget the name of it. I'm sorry, but there's a, a free, classic game channel that comes along with it and if i understand right the model is every single month you'll get a free game on your wii u and then if you want to play it past that time you have to buy it so it's like a a virtual console
2: kind of it's it's me it seems like it's sort of a hybrid of like what xbox does for 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 you know live gold where you get like a free game every month or whatever um so it's part it's of it's Nintendo, p- they take it away after. Right. So, so, so it's, it's, I guess, yeah, do, yeah, I mean, it's part of their new paid $60 a year online service. But mm-hmm. if you pay that fee, then you get a free game a month. And then, yeah, like Simone said, because it's Nintendo, they're like, at the end of the month, you got to either choose to pay
0: $5 or $10. $10. To be fair, paid Play Devil's advocate to myself, I actually don't really mind that because no. I like it when developers get money.
2: Um. Uh, okay. But yeah. But this but is, this is classic. Console. Con- yeah, this yeah. Is virtual console stuff. This Nintendo is Nintendo
1: a- bought the month the rights to their entire library a long time ago okay, for pins and they're just raking them the dough ever since. Yeah,
0: that's fair. All right. I've been, I mean, this I've been is why Geni-
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I was just gonna say, like, this is why we go buy a Sega Genesis. Uh you know like I'm looking right now in my office there's a little portable Sega Genesis uh thing and they have all the greatest games of uh of the entire system on it It's right. because at some point Sega decided to buy Fantasy Star and mm-hmm. and Columns and Ristar Star and all these other games to go with it so well well
0: since we kind of, we, we went we went pretty long on that one, so Sorry. I'm going to quickly yeah. tell you guys that this episode of Rocket is also brought to you by Squarespace, where you Woo-hoo. can enter offer code Rocket at checkout to get 10 percent off your first purchase. In case your ears just like shut off when I went to that higher place, I said <laughs> I said Squarespace. Squarespace was the the product name that I said. Make your Move online with Squarespace, where you can easily create a website for your next idea. You could create 10 websites for every single idea you've ever had. Even more than that, if you have had more than 10 ideas. Unique domains, award-winning templates, and more. Is it an online store? Is it a portfolio? Is it a blog? Is it all three? You could do that. You could do that because you could like have a store and then like a, a nice gallery page and then, and then have a blog page too. You could have all those things. You have whatever you want because it's Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform that lets you do that. It lets you do everything. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about patches. You don't have to worry about upgrades. You don't even have to worry about coding unless you want to. That's your choice. You choose to worry about it. And you don't even have to worry about customer support. Squarespace has 24-7 customer support. So if you need help, we just go knock on their door any, of our, any hour of any day. You'd Be like, hey, this thing confuses me. And they'll be like, oh, that's actually super simple because we're Squarespace. And we have 24-7 customer support in any way that you need. And we can help you solve your problems. That's what they'll say to you. And then they'll solve your problem. And then you'll go on your way humming and whistling on down the road to the sunset where everything is good and happy. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, which is super important. Names are great. It's good to have a nice, a nice, unique one so that everyone knows that's your site. Your squarespace site doesn't belong to anyone else. And of course they have a ton of award-winning templates that are beautifully designed, minimalist, beautiful, simplistic. You could put big old photos on them and then put Text on them and make beautiful headers that I want on my site. But I can't change my template. Again, I have to decide. No one cares but me. It's fine. It looks good. (coughs) Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. But you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you go there and you open your account, you can build a whole entire website and you'll do it. And then you'll get to the end and you'll be like, ah! I love you and you'll start that you you you'll, you'll you'll get out your credit card then and you'll pay the $12 a month but you'll enter offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase and you'll show your support for us and you won't be mad because like you just got a beautiful website out of it so like who's the winner here it's probably you and then whoever comes to look at your website thank you Squarespace for your support Squarespace
2: Make your next move. Make your next website.
1: (laughs) Simone, you're amazing. You're amazing. It's Garrison Keillor and then Simone as far as national treasures. It's in that order. It's in that order. It it,
2: it is. It is. And and he retired, so you're still around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: We really went long on that one.
0: (laughs) It's okay. We had a lot to say and yeah. I did. it's all gonna I'm sure it'll come up again. But no, that that was a that was good. More less good, a good segue um is Google's Daydream View VR headset has womp, been down from 79 to 49. Yep. Did mm-hmm. do some quick math there.
2: So, um have either of you used the Google Daydream <laughs> VR?
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, for like half a second and then I was like, okay.
1: We're all iPhone people. Okay, so this I've, is... I've this never is... gone to a VR, like, you know, like, there are groups of VR meetups. Like, here in Boston, <laughs> I've never gone to one. And I'm thinking about today, I've never had a conversation with anyone there. Like, we've talked about, like, Oculus controllers and all the APIs for that. And we talk about Magic Leap. We talk about Samsung VR. I've never talked to anyone about, <laughs> about Google Daydream. Daydream ever.
2: Everybody's, ever. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah. right. Or they're like, oh, yeah, doesn't Google have a thing? Yeah. that's cute oh. it is cute it's the thing they like they have for
0: in my opinion some of the best looking headsets yeah oh. i because they, they had they're covered yeah. in the cloth and they look really soft i they mean like it, i want look to just touch it, them.
2: Feels, it still feels like you're putting you know a, a headset on your head Don't i mean tell okay, me so that it feels, but but i'm being honest i mean is it is the cloth more comfortable than some of the other stuff I suppose it's certainly not like some people are like, Oh, it's like you can fall asleep with this on your face. I'm like, No, you can't. <laughs> Shut up. You're a liar. I no, think you it can't. So you don't that's why it's called
1: when you're playing VR in your house and you're in sweatpants. That <laughs> matches your sweatpants. So there's no Oh my no God, doctorate. that's why it comes yeah. in three
0: colors. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're so, so right, Brie. So it it was kind of facing an uphill battle there right off the bat cuz it on one um, phone. only came on a few phones being the, the Pixel phone. phones and then Motorola's uh phone and they're more right. coming and it's not dead by any means no. cuz it's a Google product they're still developing stuff for it but it's had i think the same sort of slow lift off that other VR products have had And it also, despite being a Google product, I think had less of a, less of a high profile when, when it emerged. I mean, VR nerds were excited about Daydream as a platform, Mm. but I just, I mean, it's cool to have another VR platform on phones that isn't Samsung's, um, but it hasn't like made any big, big old splash.
2: Well, right. And, and for the reasons you outlined, I mean, first of all, you know, it requires Nougat, which most phones don't run. Let's, let's pretend that more than two phones actually were compatible with this, but <laughs> they're not, but let's pretend they were. How many phones are actually running Nougat right now? Like, Very few, right? So that's problem number one. So you can't even – this isn't even something you can upgrade for past versions. You have to have like a a daydream, you know, like compatible phone. And then you've only got a couple of models, and those are from Motorola, who is not really selling in carrier stores because Lenovo is doing whatever the hell Lenovo is doing. And in the Pixel, which is basically being sold directly through Verizon. So, you know, and, and I think most people who buy the Pixel aren't buying it because they want a VR headset, they're buying mm-hmm. it because they think that it's like the new Nexus. So, yeah, I mean and, – and then on top of that, I mean, I think Google – and and I, I love your your take on this, Bree, but I think that they – as much credit as we give them for software development, and they do really well in a lot of ways, I think they're really bad in terms of kind of introducing these new types of platforms, especially yeah. on Android, yeah. especially because it does take so long for the stuff to trickle down. You know, I mean, most – like – Phones are just now finally like if you look at the percentage wise, you know, running marshmallow. Marshmallow is finally kind of getting up there, but not really. Marshmallow adoption never really got that high. Nougat adoption is really, really on the decline. So, how can you then expect if you have to have these certain hardware requirements, you know, people to really fall all over themselves for for daydream when there hasn't been any. Um, a, there, there's not any kind of software showing off why anybody cares, and, and B, the customers haven't really been told why this is a, a, a reason to buy a phone. I don't know. I, I just I feel like Google introduces these platforms, and they seem like they're good ideas in theory, and then they don't really go the extra mile the same way Apple does for certain things. And even Apple's had a hard time getting people to adopt certain technologies, but at least you can kind of expect that the main ones people will do. You know, like if Apple had a, a, a VR headset or whatever, you could count on the fact that, that software developers would be lining up to work with it, even if, you know, the consumer demand might not be there. But for Google, you're asking developers to take a chance and develop stuff for it rather than um, a a known platform like, you know, uh, the the Gear VR um, for a handful of phones that aren't being sold really through major channels. um, And I, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, you you nailed it, Christina. I mean, that's it. Case closed. <laughs> you know, like you can you can barely make money if you make money at all developing for the big boys, right? Like Oculus and um, you know, Vive. You've got a, a reasonably large market there. You've got people that will definitely pay you $60 for a product, and those developers can't really make that investment. You know, Samsung Gear VR has a pretty big install base, but, like, I was uh, you know, doing uh, a convention programming this weekend with the guy. His main use for that is they're using it for ads to get it out there. Aww. What is the killer app? Mm-hmm. Like, can you name any game? For Samsung VR or Daydream, that's a reason to buy. Absolutely not. Because I have mine because like when you go to these events, they give it to you for free. But you know, <laughs> like, like there's just not. Um, so you know, Google's problem is, you know, their their Google Play Store is it really goes with this you know, freemium model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to recoup costs there. Uh, your development costs, because they support so many different phones, are going to be higher because you have to test with all of those. It's just a suicide mission to get involved with it. So, you know, it's just a it's a hyper-googly idea, you know. I wish them the best because we desperately need some Absolutely. VR platform that catches on with consumers. I, at this point, almost don't care which one wins as long mm-hmm. as something does. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's... You know, you have to court developers. You have to make an environment where they can make money. So you know So basically yeah, I mean, price
0: drop will get into more consumers' hands, but that's not necessarily uh, the root yeah, of the I problem so, um, at all. I think
2: it's still a fifty dollar accessory that people aren't gonna buy because they don't have phones for it. I think you yeah. I think you have to have the the killer app. Sort of thing almost first. It's a weird thing. I almost feel like you have to, I mean, subsidize the damn cost of the headset. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Get Pay pay developers to build these things. Have have a really good game or or a really good experience to tell people to do it. But I think even the price drop at this point, like, why would you spend $50? Yeah,
1: it -hmm. seems like they're admitting defeat. Uh, to me, you know, um, but Christina, you're, you're dead on, like, you know, S- Sega's Genesis would not have caught on if they had not really developed a killer game to, to launch with it. And, you know, Zelda, we just spent 40 minutes blasting the switch. Zelda will be a good game. Yes, I have no mm-hmm. doubt. Um, you can't ask consumers to buy hardware if there's not something that's, you know, giving them a solid reason to do it. So, you know, until they go out and like you know fund my friend like Nicole Lazaro's awesome VR startup and say yes, this is something we'll put in every single Google VR. Uh, it's just not gonna. It's it's just not ever gonna play out. That's it's it.
2: Especially, no, I agree. Especially when when Samsung, even though they might not have the killer app yet, are at least working on things, or at least doing demos and are are, are getting the word of mouth out there, so that with each successive phone, you know, assuming the phone doesn't blow up. You know they're they're getting better and better, and and you know they've got the Oculus Store support and things like that. Like they're at least they're 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 further along. There's content. Um, there's yeah. content. Exactly. It, it, well, that's the thing too. I mean, at this point, the best possible, I guess, if you have to say your killer app for a Daydream, probably be like watching Netflix. Right. It yeah. would be YouTube and, and
0: 360, videos yeah, YouTube. Yeah, 360
2: videos on YouTube. Yeah, 360 videos in YouTube and, and and the Netflix experience, which is cool, admittedly. But like, is that worth fifty dollars for an accessory for most nope. people? No. No. Nope. Nope. yeah like i said it's not
0: it's it's a bad look and it's also not the root of the problem it, it might push them if people are on the fence about it they might be like hey price drop but that's not where the the problems began and that's not where the problems need to be fixed So yeah i was like i was reading uh reacquainting myself with the verges review of it and um this was a launch but they mentioned that before Google mentioned that by the end of the year there'd be 50 titles for it but at the time that it was released there were like a dozen and that's 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 a pretty uh that's a pretty wide gap I and mean, when, yeah. you, when you're looking at a product like this the, where where you know it works on it so few devices and
2: exactly. it's, yeah. I mean, Nintendo can We're get away with... about spending
0: a, $80 on two Switch controllers, and this is, like, about uh, roughly it, it, the well, same it, price.
2: Right, exactly. It's like, Nintendo can get away with it because it, you are going to have Zelda at launch, and you will have a Mario game at the end of the year, and you will have these other IP things. Like, they can get away with it. Um, Google can't.
0: Sorry, Google. Sorry, Aww. Googs.
1: Wishing the best.
0: Running. It helps you get fit. Yes. But running, for some of us, can be... Hideously boring. Well, <laughs> Zombies Run Virtual Race changes the running game and makes the running fun. Wherever you are in the world, you can head out for your your five Ks, your ten Ks, your whatever Ks with this with your headphones in and this app that immerses you in a thrilling audio story that's specially designed to match whatever distance it is that you're planning to run. You, as you run on your would-have-been-boring would, would have been boring jog, will hear zombies close on your heels. You'll rescue survivors from a train trapped in the channel tunnel. You'll run further and faster than you ever thought you could because you will be afraid for your life, but you'll also be a hero. With Zombies Run Virtual Race, you're not just running around the park. You're running to save lives. So yes. Okay,
1: so I, I have to tell you, Smoke, I love this game. I love this game. I love this game. I love this game. I have the. I have the How much the do you love run. this game, though? I, I love it. I have the, like, I Am Runner 5, like, running shirt. I, <laughs> I have my own mix for it. I love this game. It is it is so awesome because like, you can put on a really good music mix. It does. It has missions every single day, and, you know, they go. they are audio cues They get you hyped up to go run, and it's really built very smartly. Uh, the thing most people don't do when they're learning to run is interval training. Interval training is like uh, doing weights with your cardiovascular system and it you do it by going fast and slow fast and slow like you know building up your ability to convert oxygen to energy this game has mechanic built into it where zombies will chase you and you have to like double your speed to get away from them so it's just freaking amazing i this is beyond worth downloading
0: this sounds like the only thing that could actually motivate me to run and it sounds really fun and the fact that it's an that it's not just like oh my god they're chasing you, but it's right. an adventure.
1: No, it's that a appeals story. to me. Yeah, yeah that it, appeals to me. It's They wrote it in a way. It's not like there are a lot of LGBT characters, which I appreciate. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's written so you have a story of a settlement. And you're constantly trying to, like, save it. And then, like, you build up the settlement with the with supplies you get while you're out running. That is so, so
0: freaking cool. Oh,
1: it's great. I was, the last time I was in New York, like, I ended up going, like, another 40 blocks because I wanted to build <laughs> up my base some more. God.
0: So if you're interested, you can get a prospect Technical Running Tee, a Finisher's Medal, and a bunch of other great gear starting at $35, which is a lot cheaper than... Things like gym membership or the Google Daydream <laughs> or more Nintendo Switch controllers. Visit <laughs> zombies virtual race.com. That's zombies Z O M B I E S Virtual Race.com and use coupon code Rocket to get five dollars off your entry. That's awesome. Uh please do check it out. Very awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the show, Zombies Run, Virtual Race, make running fun. <laughs> All right, so it's dessert time, Brianna. It is dessert time. Bri- oh my
1: god! Speaking okay. of running, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Darn guys, you, Christina we, Warren, <laughs> we we finally we did we we officially launched our campaign this week. We uh, launched fundraising today. I'm like amazed because I'm like going, oh, I hope, I hope like people will donate. Our average donation, the last time I looked, is like $72 (laughs) on average, like for our donation, which is amazing. So, yeah, um, you know, like we we put our first ad today. Our next ones are going to like come this week. And, yeah, I wanted to like talk to you guys about this because, you know, something we're going to do is we are going to very specifically target tech people with the policy uh, that we're trying to bring about. You know, Christine, remember when Ashley Madison happened and we were talking on yep. here and we're like, look, the only way forward on this is going to, you know, basically make companies civilly liable. If they yep. lose, if they're massively irresponsible, uh, withholding your data, don't take appropriate precautions and hold them civilly liable for the for the people that they harm. And this is like, why I want to run because I want to actually go, you put policies like that into effect, because you know, the government's not like, as it <laughs> currently exists. So like, you start looking at all these like things that we're really failing on. Like, you know, we've talked about the, you know, the, the woman who you guys went after on Gizmodo, you know, she really blew the, um, you know, she was tying uh, the Mirai botnet to SOPA uh. and, you know, like a corporate giveaway. So corporations can like censor your speech to stop cyber terrorism. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. I want to serve on a committee with that woman. I want to serve on a committee with that woman and actually bring an informed point of view there. So yeah, like we're, we're very specifically going to target uh, technical people with their fundraising. And it's going to be like, look, effectively just was it 12 or 14 people on this tech subcommittee set policy, like, you know, donate some money to me and, you know, we will you know, serve as a counterbalance because like the giant corporations, they're, interests are well represented there already. Like let's have some people that really believe in what the EFF does. You know, let's really have that pro privacy point of view represented.
0: That's freaking awesome. And I'm so proud of you. And what is your website URL? So I can put it in the show notes.
1: It's it's Brianna Wu 2018. Well also, and this is so important. um, You know, I will not be able to, you know, win this race if I don't raise money. That's just the reality of it. And you have so many, you know, liberal candidates that go out and they believe the right thing, but they just like believe in this fantasy where people will magically vote for them and they won't have to do the work. Like the reality of this is, uh, you know, I do have to raise money to win. Um, And, you know, if I have to go to, you know, my friends over at Microsoft and, you know, talk to them and say what, do we need to do with Microsoft? What can we work on together? I'll do that. But, you know, my, the guy I'm running against, Stephen Lynch, only raised $1.2 million last cycle, which is just getting 1,200 people to write, I'm sorry, 12,000 people to write me a $100 check. So, yeah, I'm really hoping. That sounds that we pretty can, good. It, it's, it's well, you know, it's I'd rather get small donations so I'm not, You know, beholden to anyone, if that makes sense to Mm -hmm. you. Uh, But the thing that's really, really interesting here is the guy I'm going against has never had a primary challenger ever in District 8, ever, ever. Like he's never had to do a primary race and run against an opponent So I'm asking myself, you know, Democrats very notoriously don't show up for midterm elections. (laughs) And then if you're talking about the primary on top of that, so the primary for the midterm election, I just don't believe that, like, people are going to really get out there and vote for the status quo. So, you know, if people I've talked to... I really do believe if I can get, like, as low as 4,000 people out there to vote, I will win this race because the Democrats are automatically going to win in Massachusetts. So, you know, this is a completely achievable mission objective. That's freaking awesome. Right? Right? That's... Oh, my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what I wanted to ask you guys is, guys, I... I have worked so hard on putting together ads and voice reads and you're both so much better than me on camera and film. Like, how do you, how do you like work on like voiceovers and stuff? Like when you, when you, when you're on camera, Christina, like, how do you do that? Cause I suck and I want to get better.
2: (laughs) I mean, for me, it, a lot of it was actually kind of listening to myself over and over again. And so after even like before going on camera, practicing ahead of time and, and listening to myself and saying, how does this sound? Yeah. And going back and, and going back and watching past performances and seeing, how do I sound in this case? Even with some of my podcasts, sometimes I'll, I'll listen back and I'm like, oh, I rambled a little bit there. I've been really just trying to get the right annotation. So you get a sense of, you know, how your voice sounds before it comes out of your mouth so that you're always kind of acutely aware, at least for, yeah. for me, that's what helps a lot.
1: I think for me, I have a tendency to like slur certain consonants together, Yeah. and uh, you know, it's really hard for doing professional voiceover. And I don't know if I need to get like some enunciation exercises or yeah. what. But oh girl, yeah. I have
0: so many tongue twisters.
2: Can and... you send them
1: my way? Send yes, that, that's yeah. a really good.
2: That's a really good point. What I, I fail to ever acknowledge, and, and this is this is weird. I had a speech impediment as a kid. Oh my and god! And so I. Yeah, pretty severe one actually. So I wow. had years and years of speech therapy. So as a result, my enunciation for certain things it's not perfect, but it's better in some senses. So I'm more acutely aware of that sort of thing. But Simone is right. Like tongue twister books, or if you know that you're having certain problem areas, repeating the same thing over and over again, and just getting that stuff down can really help. Mm-hmm. I mean, practice honestly yeah. helps a lot. It's my yeah.
0: if I if I'm doing a, a scripted video and the script is really l- important. I'll do, um, and this is from, this is what I did back in theater, do a totally flat read through over enunciating every single thing. So like, Hello, my name is Simone De Rochefort. And it sounds ridiculous. Like no no tonality. That was even more tonality than I would tonality than I would usually use. But like right. so flat and just go through so that you every consonant of it is engraved in your mind. And then I'll Ooh. do like a casual reading as if I'm saying it to a friend or something. But repetition definitely helps. And then just there are tongue exercises and jaw exercises that you can do to kind of warm up. And in the tongue twisters also help with that because then you 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 get your mouth into that I guess the get it in the mood of it's about to pronounce some things really crisply um, and I don't do it for this podcast obviously because it's just me <laughs> yammering for an hour so I'm not I know I'm not going to be on for a whole hour I'm not I'm not freaking NPR but. <laughs> But I do do if if it's a script and like and that I, you I imagine you prepare a ton for that sort of thing also, but
1: I do. But it's like, you know, for the first ad read, I'm really I mean, part of it is like I was um I'm still recovering from voice surgery. So yeah. I still sound like I smoke 10 packs a day. <laughs> uh, but you know, on top of that, it's like, wow, that doesn't sound professional. And I don't know how to get there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that you know, you don't run for Congress because you have an acting background. Like for me, I'm an engineer because I care about tech, you know, and I find all this stuff kind of annoying, but you have to be realistic, right? Like this is how it works. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I will send you, I'll send you some stuff.
1: Thank you. I love talking about speech. Speech is fun. Oh, my God. Uh,
0: I've I've wanted just, to take voice lessons for, like, my whole life so I can learn yeah. how to talk even better than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just tell you guys, like, it has been so... Oh, my God. Like, the... Just even starting off on this, I knew it would be a lot of negativity coming my way, but you just... You have no idea. It's like... Uh. I know it's going to be Gamergate times 10 by the time we're over with this, uh. but, you know, it's like got to do it I got to do it, and we 're so proud of you for well, doing thank that you. knowing thank knowing you. what you
2: 're going to go against because you 're doing the right thing, and this isn 't easy this takes up a lot of your time. These are things you could be spending you know on your on your business and and yeah. on other parts of your career and you 're choosing to do this and i I really really um, admire you and i 'm proud of you. you for doing this I agree you know, one
1: of the reasons we don 't have good leaders, and i didn 't know this until I ran is uh Yeah, You you can't take like if someone donates money as a candidate, you can't take like a reasonable portion of that to live on. So it ends up being only the hyper rich can like save up enough money to actually Mm -hmm. run for Congress. I was really surprised by that. Uh, So yeah, you're, you're dead on Christina. Like this is two years I could be spending, you know, building up my business or, you know, we are working on venture capital stuff before uh, I decide to run. I'm really putting everything on hold for two years with this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. (sighs) Anyway, so uh, we'll leave the link in the show notes uh, as far as donating. And there are two things you could do that could really, really help me out. The first is uh, if you go to Brianna Wu 2018, uh there's a sign up list to get on a mailing list. I'm not gonna spam you Hillary Clinton style. I promise not to do <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Like there was a day I actually blocked Hillary Clinton from my email list because oh that's how much she was emailing me. I'm not gonna do that to you. Uh but the other thing is, yeah, like donating money would help a ton. And you know, if you're a rocket listener, like you know, you listen to Christina Simone and I's opinions on this stuff every week. Like, we're going to be better. <laughs> we have be- I have better opinions than these jokers that are there now. So <laughs> if you if you care about the kind of policies that we talk about on this show, like, donate money to someone that's actually going to bring them about. Sweet. Yep. Oh, this segues well into what are you up to this week? <laughs> i am raising money i am raising money and i'm doing interviews and i'm gonna try to clean my disastrous house and i'm going to the women's march so
0: oh my oh hold up i'll be there too
1: oh are you oh my god wow whoa hey
0: oh that's what i'm doing this week i'm doing (laughs) that yeah hey that's a big deal i'm probably gonna i so i'm staying at a remote location um, and I think it might be owned by a witch. And also it's like the perfect setup for me to die. Horror movie style, like either because of the, the witch coven or because of like, uh, like a cult of Trump supporters. I don't know. I, yeah. I can see this going either way. I think the, the plot twist would be that it's the witch who kills me in the end. But, um, I, I'm going to write a great screenplay about my experience at the rally. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it won't be my real experience. I'm definitely not going to die at the rally this weekend, you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Simone, so I'm just, you've probably never heard of this woman, but back in the day there was a woman named Chandra Levy that was a, uh, she was a congressional uh, intern for somebody named Gary Condit. And oh, yeah. she went oh, that's missing terrible. and they found her body right next to my house in DC. What? <laughs> like, literally right next to it. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, very man. seriously. But- did they ever solve that? Ah, uh, you know I don't think they did. Stop. <laughs> so yeah, be careful. Be careful in uh, A tweet
2: at all times, so we can at least trace yeah, your I will, trace yeah. your locations with your tweets. Constantly be tweeting. Just con-
0: I'll constantly be broadcasting my exact location to the internet at large, <laughs> so that I, no one could possibly do me wrong. <laughs>
1: I almost—I want to tell you, God, uh, I shouldn't tell this story on Rocket because I'm running. But I remember there's this one bar in D.C., and it's in Adams Morgan. And this is when I was working for the Republicans when I was very, very young and naive. And I will never forget this bar. And I'm there with a bunch of Republicans, so you still see them on TV every day. And I'm out there on the dance floor with them, and I'm singing Baby Got Back. Oh, no. And they knew <laughs> Every single word of that freaking song. And they were drunk and getting freaky nasty to that song. So every single time I see this Fox news person on TV, that's all I can think about. You should go to that bar too, Simone.
0: I'll just go right there. You should
1: do that. That'll yes. be, I'll be
0: rocking out with the Republicans. That's how I jam. Yep. You um, should do it. Especially the baby got back of all things. Yep. <laughs> uh, Christina, help. Where, what are you up to?
2: i'm not going to the march i'm very disappointed uh because uh, i I, so many people will be there um and and i think that it's important so i'm glad that you are both going uh i'm i've had the last few days off of work it was a long weekend for me um and in recovering from doing some other hard work stuff so i don't really know honestly i think i'm just i'm I'm starting work again for the last for the tail Mm -hmm. end of the week and uh and that's it nice
0: yeah nice good Good. My vacation so is over, that you got which is sad. A day, a day, a weekend, a long weekend off that is well deserved.
2: Thank you. Like it was it was very much needed. It was very much, needed. Was very much needed. I slept a lot and I, I played video games and I watched a lot of the of office reruns. It was a good time. Freaking ideal. Where can we find you online? <sighs> you can find me at film underscore girl on uh, the twitters, the instagrams, the snapshots, and you can find my writing at Gizmodo. Nice and
1: Brianna. Uh, you can find me at Space Cat Gal on Twitter and I'm going to be forced to figure out the Instagrams soon. So <laughs> see me there. Welcome yeah. to hell.
0: Welcome to hell. You can find me at YouTube.com slash Polygon and on Twitter at Doom Quasar. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. Uh, I won't yammer more in your ear tonight. I'll just tell you that this episode of Rocket is terminated.
1: Terminated.
2: Terminated.